Man up in my city on the roof, yeah David Duke when I'm way above the hoop, babe The Providence College Friars Top for the crossover The reverse Oh, baby The rush the Big East. The rest of the college hoops world. Setting the screen. Dunn twisting his way in. This is the Providence Crier Podcast. With your host, a PC grad standing in at four feet tall. He is the Providence Crier himself, Mike Surratt. Welcome everybody to another episode of the Providence Crier Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Surratt, Providence Crier. Follow me on Twitter, it's at Providence Crier. Join with me as always, we got BOC. Follow him on Twitter at BOC all day. Today is Friday, January 21st, and we are recording immediately after PC's victory over Georgetown at the dunk 83-75. Fires in action for the first time in 12 days after their, their pause due to COVID. Get the win, improve the 15-2. and two. Life is good, BOC. Well, what were your uh, first reactions from the game? Life is good. We are top of the Big East. We are 15 and 2, 12 days off. We get the win. Um, but it wasn't without some heartburn. Uh, it was the first half was, you know, you know, things are good when you're a little bit upset after, you know, what, what do we, what do we win by? Eight points, something like that. Yep. Um, you know, life is good when we win by a fairly comfortable margin and you're still like not all that happy. And that's how I kind of feel right now. It's a weird feeling because I think. We didn't stop Georgetown from doing the one thing they can do well, which is shoot threes. And that's what kept them in the game. Like this probably should have been a 20 point blowout, but um, Georgetown made 13 of 23 threes. And that's the only thing that kept them in from this game being a blowout. So while I'm happy with the win, obviously, any win in the Big East is a great win. It would have been nicer to see us, you know, almost like the Bill Belichick saying, take away what they're good at. And take away the one thing they're good at, which is shooting threes. If you do that, I think it's a really easy win. But, hey, a win's a win. Not going to complain, especially being off for 12 days with COVID. Yeah, for sure. I mean, Cooley actually said it in uh, his post-game quick interview there with, with Fox Sports 1 um, that they did individual work. But they, you know, they had six guys that were out with COVID, with COVID and most of the staff had COVID, too. Um, so he said that they practice on Tuesday and Wednesday leading up to the game. And, you know, I, I think as to expect, um, there was some rust. It was a little sloppy here and there, but overall a good game, you know, yes. Them lighting it up from three was, was definitely annoying and frustrating because, because as we said, going in really good three point shooting team, poor team from two. And you look, you look at their stats. You mentioned it, 13 of 23 from, from three. They were 13 of 42 from two. Yeah, I know. So, and a few of those, if, if you remember, were a couple of Dante Harris just drive easy layups <laughs> towards the end of the game. Um, so, 
you know, that was frustrating, but uh, you know, to see the offense be that good out of COVID, that was a surprise to me for sure. Very Um, very much so. Um, I think you said it best. The threes were like annoying (laughs) because besides maybe like a little bit of the run in the second half when we were up like four points, maybe six points, whatever it was. And we hit a couple threes to open it up again. I never really thought this game was in much concern. You know, I, I, I always thought we were going to win the entire time. I wasn't really too concerned, but um, yeah, just threes were annoying. But to your point, we had what four players score in double figures. Um, and the two starters who didn't score in double figures scored nine points. So what an output offensively. Um, it's just, it's just so different from years past where like we would build up a big lead and then a team would throw a punch and make a run and we would just wilter. Like this team has this veteran presence to it where the, somebody throws a punch at us and we've seen it time and time again with this game, Wisconsin, so many others where the team throws a punch and we just throw a counter punch. And we just have so many weapons to choose from offensively that we don't have to rely on one or two people on the court to manufacture offense. It's such a great feeling. For sure. Um, you know, there was a point in this game, Yossi, it, like close to the end of the first half, where where the bench was outscoring the starters yeah. with with Bynum and uh, Ed Crosswell. So let me take a minute to shout out Ed Crosswell. It might be Ed Crosswell week again. Uh, we might have another another week of Ed Crosswell week because he was unbelievable in this game. Fifteen points off the bench in seventeen minutes on seven of seven from the floor. Uh, one of two from the line, added three blocks, added three rebounds. I mean, you got to maybe start thinking about getting this guy even more playing time. I agree. Like, I I'm, I sent a text to our group, um, which nobody responded to, thank you, um, <laughs> that that it's similar to, like, Khalif, Young, Khalif Young's emergence in his senior year where, like, he's – granted, the difference is hopefully Croswell returns for another year next year and starts, but it's – Crazy to say, but like the offense seems to flow a little bit better when when Croswell's on the court at times. And you, who would have who would have said that and said you're a sane person before this season with Watson and Croswell and what we knew about them heading into this year? Croswell, like kudos to him. I'm pumped for him, man. Like he transformed his body. He looks like a completely different person. The announcer said it a couple of times. Like last year, he wouldn't have been able to run the court, catch a pass, and transition and dunk it. No way. He's blocking so many shots. Like. I'm so pumped for him. It's so cool to see a transformation like that. And, you know, in the era of, like, free agency and one and done, it's nice to see somebody, like, stick with it, you know, stick with our program and, like, see the development year over year. Because next year, like, if he returns, he's going to be completely different than what he was when he came here. And that's, like, the beauty of college sports. And we don't see that enough anymore. Now I'll get off my soapbox. Yeah. Uh, I mean, listen, here's what he does well. He runs the floor, and he's good on pick and roll. Like, Bynum and him had a real connection on the pick and roll in this yep. game. Um, he rolls hard to the hoop. Uh, and, you know, he doesn't look to – he's looking to always finish, like, right around the rim, regardless, whether it be a dunk, layups. It's always right around the rim. Uh, and you love to see him with that attacking mindset. And, man, he, he was awesome. I mean – you're probably losing if you don't get his offensive output in the first half there uh, at halftime, maybe not losing the game, but um, so yeah, crossbow was awesome. I thought Bynum was really good too. Nine points, eight assists. Um, you know, the, the one thing I will say that was frustrating 
outside of the threes was, especially in the first half, how many times did we force a turnover and then instantly just gave it, it back away? To oh my God, that was so infuriating. Yeah. So, it was like, remember, remember we were talking about on the last pod, it's like, hey, this might be a time for somebody with like COVID and stuff, maybe earn some more minutes to like to shine and maybe, you know, carve out a niche on, on the team. Like Gadeen had a chance to, Gadeen had a chance to earn some more minutes and he just, he had that one stupid turnover in transition, which led to a three. And I don't know, like, uh, this is probably just not his year this year. Um, yeah, I didn't yeah, get too had... much time, but but I hear you. Um, another guy, you know, Breed, he was one of six. You know, obviously he's been slumping this year. Uh, yeah. make, make no bones about it. Um, you know, definitely going through a sophomore slump. I tweeted, like, right before game time because I kind of just thought of it. What if we got the Breed from freshman year out of the COVID pause? Didn't quite have that today, but, I mean, he was solid. Uh, nine points on one of six. He did hit a, hit a big three um, and was clutch from the line at the end, too. I mean, who knows? He, I, he misses some of those free throws. You never know, <laughs> especially with George. Yeah, well, like, I think I think where his – because I think he's going to have a role on this team no matter what. I think his role on this team is uh, defensive stopper because he actually is amazing on-ball defender. Um, yeah. So he's not producing offensively, not even close to what he was doing last year, but – He's great on defense, and you just want to see a couple of those floaters. You want to see a couple of those floaters drop because they look good. Um, and his stroke, I mean, you see it from the free throw line, you see it from three point line. It's it's a really smooth stroke. And like if he could get that going, and we start to see like a late season resurgence, man, that that would be a nice little uh, nice little bonus for us. Yeah, for sure. Um, and you know, you look on the other side for the Hoyas. Um, you know, you were you were upset about all the threes, and you're like, "Do we even game plan?" Uh, in your frustration, you know, maybe the game plan was to focus in on on uh, Muhammad and Harris and let the rest of the guys beat you. Because uh, Aminu Muhammad, you know, he ends up with 12 and six, but on four of eight shooting, he really never found uh, his rhythm in the game. Harris, oh man. Harris did not play very well. He had eight points, but on three of 11 shooting. And like I said, he had a, like two layups at the very end of the game where he just blew yeah. by by him. We didn't want to foul. Um, so, you know, I, I think maybe that was part of it. But, yeah, it, Kerry and, and Rice definitely filled it up, especially from three. They, they went combined 10 of 16 from, from deep. Um but I'll say this, like, like I said about DePaul, they were 0-4 in the Big East. Um, you know, I I felt like they had a talented team, and, you know, they're not, they're not a slouch. And I think I can say the same for Georgetown, to be honest with you. I mean, you one thing I'll give Ewing credit, you know, he hasn't been able to keep guys. Guys have left the program and all that. But regardless of who's on the team, those guys always compete. Yeah. Um, I thought they were a pretty scrappy team. And I, after he said it towards the end of the game that, that he really thinks that Georgetown can build off this game, I, I'm i with him. I, I wouldn't be shocked if Georgetown gets some upsets this year uh, in conference play. They, they have talent. When you, when you, they have talent. They have a freshman stud in Muhammad. Um, and anytime you have a team that can shoot the way they do from deep, you're, you're going to get a one or two upsets because it's just going to be one of those days where – 
the team you're playing just isn't doing it offensively and they're just hitting it deep from three and they just lead to an upset or two. So I completely agree with you. I think they do have talent. I, um, I personally like Patrick Ewing a lot and I like, I would love for him to see him do well. It's just, it hasn't, besides the big magical Big East tournament run, it really hasn't happened for him. Yeah. I mean, it is unfortunate. Hopefully, I really hope they don't fire him because like, I don't know. I know part of your job is to keep keep the players, get the players, keep the players and all that, but uh, he's just had a bad string of luck. I, you know, I, I really like him. Um, but uh, I got a surprise for you. Oh, yeah. Yep. Uh, Ken Palm has updated his rankings from two yeah. games that have been completed today. I believe FSU beat uh, Northern Iowa, or, or excuse me, North Florida. Porkler's old school. Um, the don't, Yeah. Don't know if they went up or down, but Providence's win against Georgetown included, and they're at 52 now. I think we dropped for being Georgetown. Wait, what? Yeah. Oh, yeah. By the way, like, to people listening, that's this isn't planned. No, it's not planned. Uh, this is my surprise we, for you. <laughs> we dropped because we, we won. Yeah, I, I believe. I, weren't we like 50? Weren't we, we were like? Fi- we were 50. 50, yeah. Okay. So we dropped two spots for winning. Correct. Okay. Yeah, that's a great algorithm. The algo, the algo continues yeah, to hate you get the pun- you, get puni- you get punished for winning. That's interesting. Wow. You, you uh, know, else is interesting. Um, you know, I believe Ken Palm was on Kevin McNamara's Sports Hour on WPRO. Um, I, I didn't catch a listen to it, but I heard uh, from some Friar fans who's basically explaining the luck ranking, and it's basically if you win a close game, you're automatically assumed to be lucky. Like, it's all luck, no, no skill, apparently. Uh, <laughs> and I would think one by eight how is that, winning, that wouldn't be a lucky win, but we're still one in luck. How is, how is, winning, how is winning close games lucky, lucky? That's the antithesis of lucky. Hold on, dogs barking. That's all right. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it, it's just nuts that that we were dropped. I, I, I don't know what more we have to do. That's incredible. <laughs> That's perfect podcasting. We dropped two after winning. Yeah. And also what I was saying before my dog, dog started barking is, dude, close games, it's not, it's not luck. It's good coaching. It's execution. That's so stupid. Yeah, it really is. I mean – like you talk about Friar teams in the past that would puke on their shoes in situations like that. And you brought it up earlier, like every game where we've, a lot of the games where we've won and that have been close were us winning by a decent amount for the majority of the game, the other team coming back. Yet we've found, found our composure, collected ourselves, got the W. Um, So yeah, I, I don't think that's luck. I, I think closing out games is definitely a skill. Um, so there you have it. We, we might have to print out the T-shirts. Uh, print out the T-shirts. Ken Palm's least favorite team. Yeah, we, we, we floated a few. We floated that one. Uh, what, was the, uh, what, was the, what was the other one you had? <laughs> uh, there was one luckiest team in America as we're number one in luck that, that we've thought about. We had a couple of uh, – other ones, go luck yourself, Ken Palm. <laughs> and I'm not going to say the last one just because I yeah, think that don't say the last one. a little too much. 
but yeah, we, we've thought of a few. Um, so <laughs> we might be coming out with, with Friar merch. <laughs> I, or Cryer merch, excuse me. Dude, I, I, yeah, well, at least with the Cryer merch, you'd get it on time and be what you ordered. Um, yes, that's yes, it. that would be true. If I, if we do go ahead and make some t-shirts and get some merch, it won't be this uh, PFS or PFT, primetime sports or whatever the frick it's called. I'm still waiting on my um, my, my nice Nike hoodie with the old school fire logo on. I'm still waiting on that. When were you I'm supposed to someday. get it? I can probably, I can walk with my walker, walk all the way to Andover where they're located and grab it and walk back in the time that it takes them. When did they say they were going to deliver it to you? Did they even tell you? Uh, they were like, oh, we'll get out like some point in January or February. Like, uh, there you go. Oh man, good customer service there. That's awesome. And that's who uh, that's who Providence College partners with. That's great. Um, yeah, I'm ra- I'm rattled after that Ken Palm thing. You just you got me. I don't know what to do. To I hope you're. I mean, I hope you're right because the evil part of me wanted us to win by like only like four points, so this could happen. But I thought like a four point win would be us like moving up a spot. We won. Yeah, no. No, punished. Punished for winning. You, you don't want to win anymore, apparently, in college yeah. basketball. Oh. Um, oh, man. But, uh, all right, so PC wraps up the week on Sunday, random Sunday game. They'll play host the Butler Bulldogs. Um, Bulldogs actually in action tonight as we record on Thursday. Um, they'll be taking on UConn for the second time in three days. There you go with with the COVID scheduling. That's kind of yeah. bizarre. But bizarre. Uh, we'll see. Maybe, maybe the dogs can give UConn a run for their money in Hinkle. Uh, we'll have to wait and see on that one. But as we sit right now, the dogs are nine and eight. Um, and uh, we'll give a little preview of that game. We'll have a few shout outs uh, to, to, to close us out here. But um, first, let's have a quick word from our sponsors at Anchor. All right, welcome back to the Province Crier Podcast. All right, BOC, we got Butler up next. Uh, game is on Sunday at noon. Um, it's going to be on FS1 uh, at the dunk. So I, I kind of got a little ahead of myself with Butler's record and stuff. But the, the, the Bulldogs, you know, they haven't been great this year. You and I projected them sixth, I believe. Uh in the conference going into the season and things haven't gone their way. I mean, they've lost a lot of guys to injury. Um, you know, Miles Tate freshman from last year, who's really good, uh, started like 18 games for them. He just got back. He's played in four games. Hasn't gotten much playing time. It's probably, they probably want to ease him back in. Same thing with Bo Hodges, um, a transfer. I kind of forget where he came from. Uh, but, Another guy that's was out all year, just came back. He's played in three games. It's gotten him a little more playing time um, than Tate, but hasn't, you know, done anything too spectacular. Um, you know, second t- team in a row that will face that their leading scorer is a freshman, uh, Minu Muhammad at Georgetown. And first of all, we <laughs> shame on us, I guess, but, uh, Taylor on on uh, Jaden Taylor, yeah. Jaden Taylor, freshman, 
on the dogs, leading them in scoring at 10.3. Got a lot of guys that play a lot. Um, six guys average over 23 minutes a game. But, you know, it really just hasn't come together for Butler. They played a tough schedule. Um, so credit Laval Jordan for that. Or, uh, yeah, Laval Jordan for that. But, you know, played Michigan State, lost by 21. Played Houston, lost by 18. Lost a close-ish one against Texas A&M by seven. Um, they're one big and got smacked by Purdue uh, by 29 points. So, you know, they're really only have one signature win or big win, if you will. And that would be at Oklahoma in overtime. Um, but the Sooners, they're kind of like a fringe tourney team probably at the moment. Um, so, yeah, it's been tough sun for the dogs. And I think injuries, unfortunately, have played a lot into that. It's kind of funny that we play both Georgetown and Butler back-to-back because, you know, no surprise that they're right now towards the bottom of the Big East with freshman leading scores, injuries, uh, guys missing time. So Butler's in a tough spot, but Friars got to be ready. Like I said, yeah. all Big East games are, are battles. So Yeah, well, like the thing they have going for them is, to your point, like – their record should have an asterisk next to it because Tate, who was a big part of last year, um, is coming back into form. So is Hodges. And Chuck Harris, I think, has had somewhat of an underwhelming sophomore campaign. He kind of exploded a little bit as a freshman last year. And I think the reason why we picked Butler so high is because we saw the continuity uh, with the team returning from last year to this year. And it really hasn't been that way with injuries. But there's still no excuses for their record, in my opinion, at this point. Um I think there'll probably be a better team in February than they have been, but it might be too little too late. So this one might be one where Providence kind of sleepwalks into it because it's, you know, Butler at home. They got to be ready to play because, you know, going 2-0 and in a week you should go 2-0, and being 6-1 and in the Big East is a hell of a place to be um, as you round into form in February. So I think if Providence plays their game, they'll be good because there's nothing really – spectacular that jumps out to you about Butler, honestly. Um, so it's just more so playing their game and not making careless mistakes. And I think Providence should be okay. Yeah, for sure. I, I plan on going in the game. Uh, nice. I haven't been since, since the UConn game. Uh, at John's UConn. game. Oh yeah. I want to say, duh. Yeah. <laughs> I want to say John's game. <laughs> Classic. I forgot that. Nobody yeah. remembers. Remember? Yeah. Nobody remembers <laughs> that one. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'll be there. Um, again, I, you know, you think we beat them, we'll, we'll drop down and camp on again? Some more BOC? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm kind of – I uh, so I said in our group chat, obviously I, lo- I would love to win both games comfortably, comfortably being like 15-plus, but there's like a little evil part of me that wants us to win each game by like four to five points just to see what happens in Ken Palm. And, like, perfect form, like, in the middle of this podcast, you point out that we win by eight, by the way, eight. It's not like it was, like, two. We won by eight, and we still dropped. It's – oh, my God. So, maybe we'll win by five and we'll drop ten spots. Who the heck knows? We're and playing, to be fair, we should probably point out that Kempom – like, I did say this, but it's only the, the two games that have been played so far on this Thursday as we record here. So, maybe, so it could maybe change, but the fact that you win and drop down, it's just. Yeah. So to Mike's point, when Mike threw that curveball at me, that was a great surprise, by the way. When he threw the curveball at me, it was two of 68 games played as of Thursday. 
So maybe when we when people listen to this tomorrow morning, all it'll recalibrate and Providence will be at 50 or 49 or something. But the point still stands. You shouldn't be punished for winning, regardless no. of who you're playing. So to me, that is a flaw in the algorithm. And you know, honestly, I, I, like I don't know if we will go up. Uh, part of me, I, I, part of me, hope, part of because, me, because like you're drop. the only team, you're one of two teams that plays, and you win. <laughs> I mean, unless the common opponents like all go up, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. But, um, but yeah, as for the dogs, we'll have a more in-depth preview. I know we don't have much for you. Going to be honest, haven't caught much of the dogs this year. Uh, so, so we at the crier, we, we got to study up on the Bulldogs. But um, still some familiar faces on their team, though. Golden, the big guy, uh, can kind of stretch out from three at times. Uh, Aaron Thompson, I feel like he's been there for, forever. Uh, I thought trans- he was going to have more of an impact this year, too, man. Yeah, you know, he's just he's just one of those guys that's like his game is just being a steady guard that can defend and occasionally can score some points, but that's about it. Yeah, he needs some more studs around him. Like, he would be great on a team where he, he was on, like, a team with a bunch of scorers and, like, you know, he wasn't – I don't know. He, he needs to be just a distributor. I don't think he's anything more than that. For sure. But, yeah, we'll have some more stuff on that. Uh any final takeaways you got, BOC? No, I uh, I can't wait wait to wake up tomorrow morning and take a look at Ken Palm. I can't wait. <laughs> I might not be able to sleep tonight. I'm just envisioning all the tweets that you will be sending at people tomorrow morning. Oh, yeah, <laughs> and it's a Friday, you know, Friday. So all the students are probably out drinking in downtown Providence right now. That's what they'll wake up to. They'll wake up angry. Oh. Oh man, I hope for his sake that we go we recalibrate to like 48 or 47. Yeah, for sure. Um, also hoping we wake up tomorrow to well, I'll be watching it, but to, to a UConn loss to, to Butler. Is Never it, like is facing a team coming off an L either. And um, especially Butler, who's gotten just absolutely pants in the last two games, too, leading up to this. So is the game at Butler or UConn? Uh, it's at Butler now. They, they played at UConn the other day and lost by 17 points. Okay. So, Never know. Pinkle magic. Never know. All right. Well, I actually got nothing, believe it or not. But we will have a preview out for you um, at some point, you know, maybe Friday, maybe Saturday. We'll, we'll see how that goes. But uh, we'll get a preview out for you. Um, once again, continue to follow along the, the, the blog, theprovincecrier.com. Follow us on Twitter. I'm Mike Surratt, the Providence Crier, at Providence Crier. He's at BOC all day. Till next time, Prior Town. See you guys. Man up in my city, I'm the truth, yeah. David Duke, when I'm way up on the hoop, eh. Cross over, I might go to LEU. Heard they sleeping on me, well, let's take them back to school. PC, you know we on go, eh. Feel like AJ Reeves when I'm off that pick and roll, eh. Fall down, bounce back like Emmy Hope. I'm the alpha dog, Diallo. They were sleeping on me, that's what made me a savage. And he see me bumping, so we gon' let him have it, yeah. They don't want no static, we at the top just like the attic. This year we taking over March Madness. Man up in my city, I'm the truth, yeah. David Duke, when I'm way above the hoop, eh. Cross over, I might throw the alley, you. 
back to school. Man up in my city, I'm the floor.